We're reading 1 Samuel chapters 22 through 23 and Psalm 90 here on Commuter Bible OT. King Saul starts to crack under pressure and becomes increasingly paranoid, imagining that David could strike at any moment. He accuses his men of not caring about him and conspiring against him. Doeg the Edomite speaks up, remembering that he had seen David get supplies from Ahimelech. In a rage, Saul visits Ahimelech, accuses him of treason, and assigns Doeg the task of slaughtering an entire city of priests and their families. Only one priest escapes the massacre, and he flees to David. Later, Jonathan visits with David in Haresh and renews his covenant with his friend. 1 Samuel, chapters 22 through 23. So David left Gath and took refuge in the cave of Adullam. When David's brothers and his father's whole family heard, they went down and joined him there. In addition, every man who was desperate, in debt, or discontented rallied around him, and he became their leader. About four hundred men were with him. From there David went to Mizpah of Moab, where he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother stay with you, until I know what God will do for me. So he left them in the care of the king of Moab, and they stayed with him the whole time David was in the stronghold. Then the prophet Gad said to David, Don't stay in the stronghold. Leave and returned to the land of Judah. So David left and went to the forest of Hereth. Saul heard that David and his men had been discovered. At that time Saul was in Gibeah, sitting under the tamarisk tree at the high place. His spear was in his hand, and all his servants were standing around him. Saul said to his servants, Listen, men of Benjamin, Is Jesse's son going to give all of you fields and vineyards? Do you think he'll make all of you commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds? That's why all of you have conspired against me. Nobody tells me when my own son makes a covenant with Jesse's son. None of you cares about me or tells me that my son has stirred up my own servant to wait in ambush for me, as is the case today. Then Doeg the Edomite, who was in charge of Saul's servants, answered, I saw Jesse's son come to Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, at Nob. Ahimelech inquired of the Lord for him and gave him provisions. He also gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. The king sent messengers to summon the priest Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, and his father's whole family, who were priests in Nob. All of them came to the king. Then Saul said, Listen, son of Ahitub. I'm at your service, my lord, he said. Saul asked him, Why did you 
and Jesse's son conspire against me. You gave him bread and a sword and inquired of God for him. So he could rise up against me and wait in ambush as is the case today. Ahimelech replied to the king, Who among all your servants is as faithful as David? He is the king's son-in-law, captain of your bodyguard, and honored in your house. Was today the first time I inquired of God for him? Of course not. Please, don't let the king make an accusation against your servant or any of my father's family. For your servant didn't have any idea about all this. But the king said, You will die, Ahimelech. You and your father's whole family. Then the king ordered the guards standing by him. Turn and kill the priests of the Lord, because they sided with David. For they knew he was fleeing, but they didn't tell me. But the king's servants would not lift a hand to execute the priests of the Lord. So the king said to Doeg, Go and execute the priests. So Doeg the Edomite went and executed the priests himself. On that day, he killed 85 men who wore linen ephods. He also struck down Nob, the city of the priests, with the sword, both men and women, infants and nursing babies, oxen, donkeys, and sheep. However, one of the sons of Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, escaped. His name was Abiathar, and he fled to David. Abiathar told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord. Then David said to Abiathar, I knew that Dog the Edomite was there that day, and that he was sure to report to Saul. I myself am responsible for the lives of everyone in your father's family. Stay with me. Don't be afraid, for the one who wants to take my life wants to take your life. You will be safe with me. It was reported to David. 
Look, the Philistines are fighting against Kyla and raiding the threshing floors. So David inquired of the Lord, Should I launch an attack against these Philistines? The Lord answered David, Launch an attack against the Philistines and rescue Kyla. But David's men said to him, Look, we're afraid here in Judah. How much more if we go to Kyla against the Philistine forces? Once again, David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him, Go at once to Kyla, for I will hand the Philistines over to you. Then David and his men went to Kyla, fought against the Philistines, drove their livestock away, and inflicted heavy losses on them. So David rescued the inhabitants of Kyla. Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, fled to David at Kyla, and he brought an ephod with him. When it was reported to Saul that David had gone to Kyla, he said, God has handed him over to me, for he has trapped himself by entering a town with barred gates. Then Saul summoned all the troops to go to war at Kila and besiege David and his men. When David learned that Saul was plotting evil against him, he said to the priest Abiathar, Bring the ephod. Then David said, Lord God of Israel, your servant has reliable information that Saul intends to come to Kyla and destroy the town because of me. Will the citizens of Kyla hand me over to him? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? Lord God of Israel, please tell your servant. The Lord answered, He will come down. Then David asked, Will the citizens of Kyla hand me and my men over to Saul? They will, the Lord responded. So David and his men, numbering about six hundred, left Kyla at once and moved from place to place. When it was reported to Saul that David had escaped from Kyla, he called off the expedition. David then stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hill country of the wilderness of Ziph. Saul searched for him every day, but God did not hand David over to him. David was in the wilderness of Ziph in Horesh when he saw that Saul had come out to take his life. Then Saul's son Jonathan came to David in Horesh and encouraged him in his faith in God, saying, Don't be afraid. For my father Saul will never lay a hand on you. You yourself will be king over Israel, and I'll be your second in command. Even my father Saul knows it is true. Then the two of them made a covenant in the Lord's presence. Afterward, David remained in Horesh, while Jonathan went home. Some Ziphites came up to Saul at Gibeah and said, Isn't it true that David is hiding among us in the strongholds in Horesh on the hill of Hakilah, south of Jeshurun? So now, whenever the king wants to come down, let him come down. As for us, we will be glad to hand him over to the king. 
May you be blessed by the Lord, replied Saul, for you have shown concern for me. Go and check again. Investigate where he goes and who has seen him there. They tell me he is extremely cunning. Investigate all the places where he hides. Then come back to me with accurate information and I'll go with you. If it turns out he really is in the region, I'll search for him among all the clans of Judah. So they went to Ziph ahead of Saul. Now David and his men were in the wilderness near Maon on the Arabah south of Jeshimon, and Saul and his men went to look for him. When David was told about it, he went down to the rock and stayed in the wilderness of Maon. Saul heard of this and pursued David there. Saul went along one side of the mountain, and David and his men went along the other side. Even though David was hurrying to get away from Saul, Saul and his men were closing in on David and his men to capture them. Then a messenger came to Saul, saying, Come quickly, because the Philistines have raided the land. So Saul broke off his pursuit of David and went to engage the Philistines. Therefore, that place was named the Rock of Separation. From there, David went up and stayed in the strongholds of En Gedi. Psalm 90 Lord, you have been our refuge in every generation. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from eternity to eternity, you are God. You return mankind to the dust, saying, Return, descendants of Adam. For in your sight a thousand years are like yesterday that passes by, like a few hours of the night. You end their lives, they sleep. They are like grass that grows in the morning. In the morning it sprouts and grows. By evening it withers and dries up. For we are consumed by your anger. We are terrified by your wrath. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days ebb away under your wrath. We end our years like a sigh. Our lives last seventy years, or if we are strong, eighty years. Even the best of them are struggle and sorrow. Indeed, they pass quickly, and we fly away. Who understands the power of your anger? Your wrath matches the fear that is due you. Teach us to number our days carefully, so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Lord, how long? Turn and have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love, so that we may shout with joy and be glad all our days. Make us rejoice 
For as many days as you have humbled us, for as many years as we have seen adversity, let your work be seen by your servants and your splendor by their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be on us. Establish for us the work of our hands. Establish the work of our hands. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways know Him, and He will make your paths straight.